0: Chilling. Truth. And
1: that's what I decided. I'm to my mother. I didn't feel I had to face what I had done ever. He killed 33 times. I'm a king, man. I decide who does what and where they do it at. Next time you see me, I will
0: Alright, I just started. Re- Ooh, my mic's. Woohoo! My mic wasn't even on. That would have been unfortunate to record the whole episode with my mic muted, huh?
1: Yeah, that would have been lame. I'm recording now too, though, so.
0: Yeah. Um, we need to talk about this fucking sandwich, my dude. Do
1: okay. you actually eat
0: that? Do you eat that? Or do you want to clap first? Yes. One, okay.
1: two, three.
0: three. All right. Now tell yes, me.
1: I do. Uh. It's So hold on,
0: hold on, hold on. Go through what is on it, first of all, and then we'll start the show. But what is on this disgusting
1: thing? Just, just, oh, just go ahead. Tell everybody right, what it well, is. Okay, well, okay, so I... I like to make different sandwiches, you know. And, and it's one of those pipe dreams where I, I, it would be cool if I just had a food truck and I made like weird, fucked up sandwiches. No and one would
0: buy the sandwich.
1: I know, Nobody. and that's the thing. Like, it's, it's one of those things where I know if you tried it, <clears throat> you may not like it, it. May not be your your favorite sandwich, but you would be surprised at how good it tastes because everything I have on it is sweet, salty, and spicy. Simultaneously, which is what I like. I'm, I'm not. I can't speak for the general public, but it really, it looks more disgusting horrendous. than it would taste. No, I get it. So let's hear
0: what's on it. What's on it? It's blackberry jam. Decent. I can get. I'm behind it so far. Peanut butter. Cool. That's a normal
1: sandwich. So you start out with a peanut butter and jelly sandwich, right?
0: Perfect. I love those. I eat them all the time.
1: All right, but then I add. It's weird. So then I add. Spinach leaves. Gross. You
0: lost me. That's disgusting. I
1: know. Spinach leaves. I add takis <laughs> What the fuck? I add and I'll get to the takis in a minute, because it's interesting how it's working out in my life. So Takis. Uh spicy dill pickle. Um. God. What else? Um you're not pregnant, are you? Some uh, th- right. That's. I mean, it looks like it looks like a pregnant food, especially with the pickles. But yeah, spicy dough pickles, and then uh, I'll throw some spinach leaf. That was different. I I never do that, but I did it that once. Um, but I'll do uh, spicy either Dijon mustard or honey mustard what with the fuck, dude. Yeah, dude. with with jelly and peanut butter. Yes, with sriracha because the jelly brings dude. the sweet and the sugary taste. And then the sriracha and the takis being the spicy. And then you've got the salty with the peanut butter on. I typically use like wheat bread.
0: Oh, to make it healthy.
1: I buy more wheat bread than I do white. So it's unorthodox. It's unconventional. But I'm telling you, if it was gross, I wouldn't eat it. I just There's a lot of different
0: ways to say it's disgusting and no one else would probably eat it. Well, like anybody who's
1: listening, give it a try and then, you know, leave a comment on wherever the fuck they leave a comment for the show. Let us know how they feel, whether it's your Instagram, my Instagram. Of course, no one adds me on Instagram, even though we fucking advertise it, but I get it. But leave a comment <laughs> based on the sandwich. Okay, Same. we got to move on now. All right. I would like to preface this. So it's interesting that we're doing this uh, this episode today. Of course, it's not going to post till Friday. But tomorrow, Tuesday, the 11th the eleventh of August, uh, is, uh, coincidentally, it's Blues Day at work. So at school, of course, the kids aren't You should in dress
0: school. up as Robert Johnson.
1: <laughs> you know, I thought about that, actually.
0: And just bring like a devil on your face But I'm wearing <laughs> all
1: blue. I'm wearing a, a blue t-shirt that I have one of my cousins, Joe Teichman. He's on Spotify. He's on all the music platforms. He there's a lot of uh, Texas country, uh, really great artist. Uh, but, the
0: bloods that attend your school.
1: Uh well, luckily the kids aren't there, so I don't have to compete with any of the thugs that are fucking running around the hallways. You but have to beat them all up. But we're it, it's it's wear all blue day, which is it is weird when you're talking about a school. But yeah to, tomorrow we are dressing uh blues theme. So it, it it actually is kind of interesting to me that we're doing this blues episode. So,
0: so you're gonna go in blackface as Robert Johnson, right?
1: Uh, Blackface with Robert Johnson, yes. Uh, with, Perfect. I with, can't wait for the I'm, I'm going to paste a little uh, devil on my left shoulder to where he's nice. like he's talking to me and giving me advice. So, And okay. those of you that it doesn't make sense that I just said it that, will
0: make sense in a listen
1: second. to the episode. You'll get it.
0: If you're still here from the sandwich talk, we appreciate it.
1: Yeah, if you stuck through the weird peanut butter, <laughs> jelly, spicy pickles, you're sriracha, takis. Fan. You're a real fan. Yeah.
0: So. Okay, so let's get into the episode. We have a super interesting for one for y'all today. It's got the blues, like Johnny said. It's got a legend, and most importantly, the devil. So today we're talking about Robert Johnson. Now I know that this isn't typically like true crime. I know nobody gets fucking murdered or whatever, but it's fine. It's macabre, I guess you could say. That's be why I like
1: color. our title though, Chilling Truth. We can talk about anything as long as it's truth.
0: Yeah, it is this uh, is well, yeah. this is legend, but it could be true.
1: So I like way, to think it is.
0: Oh, dude, I like to I would love to think it is, but you know, that goes against, you know,
1: well, no, I mean, I, I, neither one of us believe in heaven or hell, but th- the fact that someone sold their soul to any type of entity for skill or talent. It's fucking metal. It's yeah, so it's cool, cool, dude. It's
0: fucking yeah. metal.
1: So uh, anyway. this episode is brought to you by uh, Paps.
0: Another cold one, huh? Uh, yeah. Got one number nice. f- okay. one number three. So the way the way I heard about Robert Johnson is uh, there's this hardcore band I listen to called Expire, and on one of their records they have a picture of him. And then in an interview, or I can't remember how I found it, but somebody asked him like who it is, or somebody just... I found out through that way. you say Aspire or Expire? I
1: know Expire. What'd you say? Ex-
0: expire. Expire. E-X- okay, go cool. cool. yeah. All right.
1: If you don't know so, them, check them out. They're good.
0: They're very good. They're very, very good. Uh, so Robert Leroy Johnson was an American blues guitar singer and songwriter. His landmark recordings in 1936 and 1937 display a combination of singing, guitar skills, and songwriting talent that has influenced later generations of musicians. Uh, he's actually now recognized as a master of the blues, particularly the Delta-style blues. And true to its name, Delta Blues came to life in the fertile farmland Delta between the Mississippi and Yazoo rivers. Their Delta Blues were performed with slide guitar using a tube or like uh, Think, it's like the it's like that kind of noise, right? Yeah, like a,
1: the, like b- a, b- a, yeah, like a like a steel tube or a metal tube that sits on your finger and you just slide it up and down the slide. Yeah,
0: like, bam, 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 bam. And where it says bottleneck,
1: you I mean we've all I think we've all seen it. If you haven't, you really should check it out, whether it's yeah, on like YouTube a or live a show. But the bottleneck, like a lot of dudes, they'll be drinking a beer while they're playing, so they'll use the bottleneck so of the cool. beer and they'll use it as a guitar slide.
0: It's fucking cool, but the fact that he became such an influential musician just further it further like presses the fact that he sold his soul to the devil to be good at music because as we're going to see uh, notably by many other blues musician musicians of his time he was a pretty crappy guitarist which is pretty fucking important in the blues so johnson was born in hazelhurst mississippi possibly on may 8th 1911 to Julia Major Dodds, which is kind of funny because we were just talking about uh, Wesley Allen Dodd a minute ago. Uh, he was bo- She was born October 1874, and Noah Johnson, who was born December 1884. Julia was married to Charles Dodds. He was uh, born February 1865, a relatively prosperous landowner and furniture maker with whom she had ten children. Dude, but I guess back then, like, if you had kids, you were having kids so they could, like, work the fucking farm.
1: Well, yeah. I, I mean, this is like the late 1800s, uh, early 1900s. So this is when uh, the youth was getting married at 12. The, the, the to, idea, if They were
0: getting married at 12 to a 23-year-old. Yeah. Well, the
1: idea was to procreate and build these large families uh, as, as wrong as we think it is for uh, uh, very, very good reasons in the 2000s. We're not doing it. It was but normal back yeah. then. But back then, uh, I mean, they still like it, it wasn't that far from like biblical belief, you know. Like the younger age, they were, they were getting married. You young. can't
0: tell. You can't tell me with all of Jesus's magical powers, he didn't finger a twelve-year-old at some point.
1: You know, I've never even thought about that until you just said that. That's pretty fucked up. But uh, I mean, I don't know. I I think he was ho- hanging out with hookers that were closer to his age. But who knows?
0: I don't know, man. I mean, he could finger a girl from across the room. No? Like, you could just make her, like, make her, like, pussy tingle, no?
1: I mean, if you can turn water to wine, you can please a girl from 20 feet.
0: If you can sure. turn water to wine, you can turn a pussy from dry to wet. That's what I always say. <laughs> so I,
1: he does always say that, if, you've, uh, if you're old wondering. Old, uh, the old I,
0: saying goes.
1: Yeah, Corey says that quite often, actually.
0: Yeah. It's not, it, it didn't help when I was single. It did not help, uh, in that, in that respect. So, uh,. Julia left Hazelhurst uh, with baby Robert, uh, but in less than two years, she brought the boy to Memphis to live with her husband, who had changed his name to Charles Spencer. Robert spent the next eight to nine years growing up in Memphis and attended the Carnes Avenue. Can I say this?
1: Yeah, it's a colored school. So it was a black only school. Yeah. It's part of history, colored school.
0: Right, but it's just, I just felt weird saying it. No, I
1: mean, in the time, it was called a colored school, but yes, it was a school for the black community. A, it was black students only. Yes. Now, in 2020, okay. it's more respectable to say black, So yeah, but, but yeah, back probably. then, colored was a thing, and yes, it was a colored school. It was, you know... Blacks and whites. Which is weird because
0: if you're, you you know, it's just, it's very strange to say it. So It's very strange uh, to do.
1: I'm glad it's changed.
0: For sure. Yeah, me too. Definitely. Uh, It was in Memphis uh, that he required his love for and knowledge of the blues and popular music. His education and urban context placed him apart from most of his contemporary blues musicians. So on Robert Johnson's wiki page, uh, there's a ton of, I guess, let's say boring information about his early life. So we'll just give you like the important stuff and then we'll get to the devil. So he reconnected with his mother in 1919 or 1920, we're not really sure. Uh, and they originally settled in Arkansas, but later moved to the Mississippi near Robinsonville. Robinsonville is going to be very, very important here in a little while. So according to legend, as a young man living on a plantation in rural Mississippi, Johnson had a tremendous desire to become a great blues musician. On uh, One of the legends often says that Johnson was instructed to take his guitar to the crossroads near Dockery Plantation at midnight, there was there he was met by a large black man the devil who took the guitar and tuned it the devil played a few songs and then returned the guitar to Johnson giving him mastery of the instrument I'm literally getting chills because it's so fucking cool
1: like uh, can you yeah. fucking imagine and I it think cool.
0: I, I think it's
1: important to note that that yeah like it is a legend so there are uh, I mean you even stated that I mean there's a there's at least a dozen other sites that were Claim to be the crossroads where he met the devil. So, right, yeah, yeah. But yeah, I mean, it's a legend. So you know, words. You know, you play the game uh, telephone. I mean, things change over time, especially with you oh, know, yeah, being er- early 1900s documentation. And well, there's
0: not much. They acquired all the information after he was already dead, so none of this comes from Robert's mouth.
1: As with any good musician or poet or artist, you know, like yeah, the fame doesn't yeah, come until after see, he they is, have passed.
0: Very, he's very, very successful now, very successful. Uh, and then he just continued his life after that. He married a sixteen-year-old girl named Virginia Travis in February of 1929. Unfortunately, she later died during childbirth uh, shortly after that. Her that probably had to told.
1: S- probably had something to do with the fact that she was sixteen giving birth.
0: And also, he had the devil in his blood.
1: Well, yeah. So
0: Virginia's relatives told a blues researcher that this was Robert's punishment for singing secular songs known as "selling your soul to the devil." Which is, I wonder if they knew or if that's just like what they called it. But if they didn't know, that's pretty cool.
1: Right, but I think if you're, you're if you're making a deal with the devil, you're selling your soul to the devil. There is going to be a catch in the clause that does not work in your favor. And 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 losing the mother of your child uh, seems um, appropriate. Yeah. For lack of it's a better a proper word. punishment, yeah. I would say. Yeah.
0: It's just like chaos magic. I mean, if I'm if I'm performing chaos magic to make my life better, more than likely, if I'm not doing it right or something, I'm gonna fuck up a lot of shit in the universe.
1: If you're not giving up something that you desire in your life or something that you value highly, I would assume that the devil's not gonna make that. A deal no dude what does he get out of it you're fucking exactly sold? you have he's to got be millions of souls yeah dude. you have to give up something that you think is worth it and you know the devil is Damn no dumb dumb.
0: no dude he's a pretty smart cookie i've heard
1: well if you believe in both sides heaven and hell the devil was an angel at one point so he worked on the side of god and jesus so i mean yeah i mean he yeah he was a wise wise man at one point i'm i'm assuming
0: he was also against God's tyranny and said, "Fuck that! I'll go make my own fucking place."
1: Yeah. And he cast
0: him down, and the devil pulled out a guitar and was like, "And then he flipped Jesus off, and they fucking bounced." Yeah.
1: That's what like it says that. in the Bible,
0: at least verbatim.
1: Verbatim. Yeah. <laughs> Look it up. Even
0: the yeah. part, Look it, it just up. says "ban air b n b n b n b n b n b n b BN. Yeah.
1: You know, if the if if the Bible stated anything about air guitar, I'd probably read it. Uh, oh, back
0: dude, back- definitely. If it had one sentence about it, well, I'd probably just read that sentence. Probably, yeah. There's too many thighs. I'd get that one
1: scripture tattooed on my body and then never read <laughs> then any part like, of the Bible. I don't even uh,
0: dude, I don't even know what passage it is. I just know it says it says something about a guitar solo and I thought that was fucking rad.
1: Right. I would like to cl- declare that like or clarify that like I grew up Catholic, so I have read a good chunk of I've never read it cover to cover. That's ridiculous. No one has that kind of time Yeah, it's like
0: a big but, book.
1: Dude. But I, I, I have read plenty of the Bible and it didn't say anything about air guitar, so I finally just put it down. I was like, There's no air guitar. I feel in here. Like,
0: I feel like if it it says something about air guitar, we would definitely know about it by now. Oh, well, I I don't know. I has been around for a while.
1: Yeah, but picking, you know, cherries like we do. Okay,
0: Christians out there, what are you hiding from me?
1: Yeah, why are you hiding the fact that air guitar was a thing?
0: God could have been a lot cooler if he played guitar, honestly. I
1: feel like God. I mean, I'm sure he could. uh, uh, Yeah, well, I mean, he's all-knowing, all-powerful, so. Dude,
0: so he can literally play every song in the world on the guitar. That's pretty cool, man.
1: Well, yeah, basically. He inspired everyone to write every song that's ever been written.
0: So does that mean he also plays songs from bands like Catalepsy? I
1: don't know. Not him, but the devil definitely had a part in that.
0: He's just fucking fucking chunk it out wrist fucking circle head bang maybe, maybe that's why
1: him and the devil parted ways the devil was like we need more metal up here and he's like well we're not doing metal up here and he was like, well, he's well, like well I'm gonna, gonna, gonna play, play this harp I, well, I, I gotta, gotta go yeah. yeah I don't wanna play the harp it's
0: fucking lame dude you can't play a
1: guitar yeah. solo on a harp you if know, I'm playing this harp dude. I'm hooking up to an amp And I'm fucking putting some distortion on that shit. (laughs) I'm going
0: to be like, bam, bam, bam. Fucking rock this harp out, dude. And I'm going to smash it at the end because that's fucking cool.
1: If there is some distorted harp out there, uh, please send it to us. Uh, I'm going to get on YouTube as soon as we're done recording to see if it exists. Because I've never thought about distorted harp until just now.
0: Do they make electric harps, though? Uh, I mean, there has to be, right?
1: It's a string instrument, but I think they designed anything to be plugged into... An amp by now, right? I don't know. We're gonna find they, out after this this episode. So I'm gonna go look. Yeah, we'll
0: we'll yeah. follow. Go on the Instagram. We'll post yeah. it on the Instagram about the electric harp. Yeah. Okay.
1: Let's. We move on. We, we we need we a, we need a, a Jamie like Rogan. Like we just tell Jamie, hey, look that up real quick, and then he's got us. But I, we well, have we're to not look even in the same episode.
0: room. i Am just gonna have some random person sitting in my corner, like, hey, look up an electric harp for me? Really, yeah, like, yeah, yeah I'm gonna need like, you to find. Clickety clacking on some keys, and then they're like, yeah, they have it. Exactly. I don't think we're equipped for that. So around this time, blues musician Son House moved to Robinsonville. He says he remembered Johnson as a little boy. House said he was good at the harmonica, but, quote, embarrassingly bad at the guitar. Johnson soon left Robinsonville to go to Martinsville in search of his birth father. He learned other styles of guitar here from Isaiah Ike Zimmerman. It is claimed Zimmerman supernaturally learned to play guitar by visiting graveyards at midnight. Fuck yeah, is equally Dude, dope, is, yeah. So fucking cool, man. He just has his foot up on a tombstone,
1: just fucking. I mean, it was probably an acoustic guitar. Well, we're we're kind of going towards like the the black metal, not the blues, so. (laughs) Yeah. Let's not forget, this episode is about blues, not metal. (laughs)
0: Yeah, in the early (laughs) 80s. Yeah. yeah. I'm sure he wasn't fucking palm muting and fucking, you know. He's probably more like well, that's a bass. I don't know what blues sounds like. I haven't listened to a lot of blues music. I listened to a lot of Robert Johnson before the episode. Uh, here was,
1: lately, uh, yeah. being a Dallas man, and a lot of this took place in Texas. What we're talking about, but uh, I've been on a huge Stevie Ray Vaughan kick of the last like few weeks, man.
0: Nice, dude. So give me give me a little blues riff real quick.
1: Well, I mean, I can't give you a riff, uh, but uh, blues is more of, I mean, it's emotion. I mean, even if there's no... It's
0: called the blues. It's like sad. Like,
1: Stevie Ray Vaughan has a song uh, called Man on the Side. Uh, his version typically doesn't have lyrics, but you can feel the emotion and how the guitar tells a story about, you know, being the man on the side. Like, he's in love with this girl, but he's, he you know, he's not the one that she chose. And it's he, like country music, but cooler. It, it, way cooler. But yeah, he's just tired of being the man on the side, and you can hear the emotion in the song. But any kind of blues song, even if there's no lyrics, you just think hot, sweaty south, and you're just... It's just... Fucking rolled up sleeves, collar, it but doesn't, shirt it,
0: button down a little it, bit. It, well, I don't know stage. about the attire, but I mean... It, no, but that's what I picture.
1: It's not music that you, it bums you out. It's just more of a... You hear the music and you like your question to this guy or girl. I don't know if there's a lot of women that sang blues. I'm not really. I, don't, uh, I
0: think they were more like background. But, thing. you
1: know, oh, one of your yeah. one of your questions is who broke this man's heart? Like, it's who just really. Me, yeah, no, it's definitely I fucking no. But that's the blues, man. Blues is awesome.
0: Yeah, dude. So while. uh, So it's. Yeah, it's claimed that he learned this by playing in graveyards at night, which is fucking cool. So when Johnson went back to Robinsonville, he had perfected a guitar technique. House was surprised, as he said, Johnson's pact with the devil was known among blues researchers. Well, but it also begs the question. I mean, if it was known and it clearly worked, do you think any of the other ones were like, maybe I should take a trip down to them crossroads and fucking well, and then you know,
1: at the same time, as a realist. Uh, don't you think that anybody that spent enough time in a cemetery with a guitar, they'd they'd eventually progress at the guitar? Well, no, no,
0: Johnson. No, that was that was Ike Zimmerman. That was he Zimmerman. Didn't spend time in the grave. Right, he
1: was known by getting good, but he was. It was claimed that he might have made a deal with the devil in a cemetery. It's like, don't you think that, cool, that nat- yeah? But don't you think that naturally, if you just hang out in a cemetery by yourself with a guitar, that y- you would only get better because I mean, you're spending all that time working on? I mean, on if a you scale?
0: keep obviously, okay, look,
1: come it right, just right. I, no, I get Shh, it. it. Just makes, come
0: here real quick, real quick, real quick, Listen, listen. Don't tell the listeners that because we want them to think that you actually sold his soul. Okay. Because yeah. okay, so like, let's don't talk about like how oh you know, yeah maybe you say know, oh. a lot. Okay. Yeah, we want it to seem like we we believe it. You know what I mean? Yeah. Oh, wow, we're whispering. Okay. Got it. Okay. Cool. Yeah. So yeah, yeah. no, he definitely sold his soul to the devil.
1: Sure. Oh, definitely! Sold yes, the sure. shit out of that soul,
0: just for cheap too. I bet.
1: Yeah, like fucking fifty six cents on the dollar. I mean, well,
0: fifty six cents back then might have been a lot of
1: money. It might have been fifty six dollars today.
0: Oh fuck, that's expensive soul, dude. Back then.
1: Yeah. Now we're ranting. Yeah. <laughs> we, we, <laughs> we clearly are showing that we don't okay. yeah, yeah.
0: Uh, So Johnson would go on, go to play all over the world, or all over the South with his blues, with his new blues learned technique. Uh, When he would come into a new town, he'd play on street corners for change. A lot of other blues musicians who knew Johnson during this time said during his live shows, he never played his dark and complex original songs, and really only played more well-known pop songs at the times, Which... I feel it's odd, but I feel like maybe he just knows what sells. Like nobody uh, wants to listen to that's, fucking hell hellhound on my trail. That's why while it's not odd. Beer at a bar.
1: I mean, if you're a musician, I'm not a musician. I I dabble in the drums, but I you know my I have a cousin. I have some close friends that are in the songwriting business. Uh, I have some friends that have sold songs for Buku's of money to big artists that you listen to on the radio. Um, but I feel like. What I've noticed with these guys, like they hesitate to play originals. They'll throw originals out every now and then, but they play these covers because they know that's what the people want to hear. And if you want people to keep coming yeah, back, exactly. you're gonna play shit that they already know. People, I've noticed. I'm always trying to introduce people into music that they've never heard, and no one likes to listen to music that they don't know the words to already. It's funny.
0: Yeah, it's really. So I, no, weird, I totally like, get that. Especially if someone is like telling me to listen to it, then I feel forced to like like it. You know what I mean? I'd rather listen to it by myself and like right. give it a chance. Like, but like some of Johnson's songs are. I mean, did you listen to any of his music before we did this episode? Uh, no, when I Ross have. Road Blues is dark.
1: Yeah, no, it is. Like it's
0: dark, dude. But it's good. But the recording's really bad, obviously. But I feel like that adds to like the darkness of it.
1: Yeah, you know what I mean. For sure, I I would like but, to if 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 you're able to and you know rights uh permitting uh if if you. If you did like 20 seconds of like a dope ass fucking tune at the beginning of this episode, it'd be really cool.
0: Oh, why don't we just put it in right here?
1: Wasn't that good? That was good as shit. Did anybody? Uh, dude, uh, you heard that right? Yeah, dude. It's. I'm telling you, it's. It's okay. dark, but it's good. Yeah,
0: I like it a lot. It's really good. Hard to listen to in the car, though. Kind of a bummer. Driving it's one of those where you're sitting
1: on the <laughs> front porch with your dog, drinking a beer, uh, and just it's it's chill music. It's not something you yeah. want to be productive to. Yeah, uh, no, it, like for it's, me anyway. it's.
0: But it is definitely like you can hear like the darkness of it when you listen to it. Yeah. With an ability to pick up tunes at first hearing, he had no trouble giving his audiences what they wanted, which is insane because not that long ago when he, he was terrible at the guitar, embarrassingly bad, and now he can just play songs by hearing them one time? Like, you realize how much talent that would take to hear a song once and then just be like, boom, 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 boom?
1: Right, but but I think it helped that he had a slight background in jazz and country music. He well, yeah, I mean, he knew, knew how to blend them. Yeah, so...
0: yeah. But within every, uh, but this this he also had an uncanny ability to establish a rapport with his audience, which kind of goes back to the devil. I mean, when you think about the devil, you think of like a silver tongue, fucking like can talk you into anything. You know what I mean? Yeah. So I mean, it kind of just builds on that idea that he did sell his soul to the devil for a music career and for you know being able to connect with his audience better. Maybe we should go to the crossroads, get some listeners down there.
1: Well, I mean, the the, the... the Man, it's just interesting to... We can all relate as human beings. We all have that one desire that we have. It varies from person to person. But we all have that one thing that we wish we could do. And there has always a been...
0: Flip. I wish I could do a kickflip.
1: Oh my God, you're not even lying! And when you see a video of someone doing a kickflip for the first I'm like, time... i like, it looks so easy! You, I can do that! Well, I can do that! Even if you see a video of someone and I don't want to get into a skate talk cuz not everybody here listen you know listening is a skater but if you know how difficult it is for you to do a kickflip and then you watch a video of someone doing their first kickflip and you see their excitement dude You're you like, yes! you know how they feel you can you understand how excited they are because they just yeah, fucking landed that shit so I mean I would never
0: uh, sell my soul to do a kickflip
1: uh, right but there that but that's the thing you have your one uh, skill that you wish you... Like, if you had the chance, you would. It may not be doing a kickflip, but we've all... We all have that one desire where it's like, dude, I would totally sell my soul to the devil if I could just so do this So now's your one. time,
0: audience, to get very introspective and think, what would I sell my soul to the devil
1: for? And then take your ass to the crossroads or... And ...a cemetery and spend a lot of time in the cemetery. Uh, and Trying just, them kickflips. You know, I'm not saying do seances. I don't think that that's necessary, but no... I think the devil knows if you're hurt. there to see him, he's gonna show up.
0: But it also kind of makes me think, like, so when he went to the crossroads, he gave the devil his guitar and he tuned it. So if we went to the crossroads to be a successful podcast and we took our microphones, well, I mean, would we just like shove them up his ass. Like, what would he do with the microphones? I, I think he would just them, like, he would
1: just either breathe, blow, or speak into our mics to where, uh, when he gave them back, we plugged them in our shit. We were ready to go no matter what we said.
0: It it like it's gold. It, it was. I mean, yeah. it's kind of already like. Um, it was I mean,
1: good shit, you know. But yeah, and but, there would
0: never be any background noise.
1: But what are we sacrificing? You've got a wife and a kid, dude. Do you really want to make that deal?
0: Why don't you sell your soul? Because you don't have as much stuff as me.
1: Right, but if we gotta, if we're both successful at it, we both have to give up something.
0: No, 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 no. I'll just ride on your coattails. We'll By the see. way, I don't know gold. if the
1: listeners know, but you have a wife and a kid and a baby on the way. That
0: is very true, yes. And it's a boy, we found out not that long
1: ago. Oh, dude, that's cool, because I just found out. Thanks for telling me.
0: Dude, I'm sorry, I thought I told you already. No. Anyway, we'll talk about it off,
1: off the show. No, people want to know.
0: Anyway, so let's get back to Robert Johnson here. So, uh, in every town in which he stopped, he would establish ties to local communities that would serve him well when he passed through again a month or you know, a year later, however often people fucking travel back in the eighteen fucking. Early eighteen hundred late eighteen
1: hundreds. It was a covered wagons still, homie. So if you're going from Oklahoma City Right. Well, I mean they had wagons. So if you were going from Oklahoma City to Dallas, today in a car, it is what, four hours? But in Something a cover like in a covered wagon, it was closer to like two days. <laughs> yeah. Two four days weeks. or more.
0: Long time. Speaking of which, cover talking about wagons. I've been reading the Donner Party book lately, and it is really fucking good. We're gonna be covering uh, that.
1: A Donner, party of seven.
0: <laughs> That's We're going to be having the human meat this evening. Yeah, because they were in the <laughs> <W. Campbell's>. yeah Yeah. <laughs> anyway, anyway, anyway. So uh, while Johnson was alive, he did have very little commercial success. He mostly played street corners, juke joints, and late night dances. He participated in only two recording sessions, one in San Antonio in 1936 and one in Dallas in 1937. That produced 29 distinct songs recorded by famed Country Music Hall of Fame producer Don Law, which is a pretty interesting little fact there about it. It is. Uh, The song called – the song Crossroad Blues is – we played that a minute ago, and it's – you know, you guys heard it. It's really good. So most of his releases were put on a a 10-inch vinyl from 1937 to 1938, and you can get the best of – Recording on March bar merch bar for sixteen dollars.
1: That is awesome, and it's actually pretty like inexpensive. So if you haven't checked it out, fucking spend the sixteen dollars, dude. You spend more than that on the dumbest shit on Amazon. But I would like to say that it's interesting that his uh, his highlights were within a two year, one year, two year span. Which makes you think if you are it goes back to the things that you have to sacrifice. If I'm making a deal with the devil, there's gotta be a catch. I've gotta lose something, A, and B, it's probably going to be short lived, right? Like you can't just Yeah,
0: it's you can't the devil's only got so much time to devote to your bullshit. Well no, but he knows
1: how to make a good deal that's gonna A benefit him, B fuck you. You know what I'm saying?
0: Yeah, oh no, you're fucked. I mean we'll see so soon yeah, how it's it's one of those be careful what you fucked.
1: wish for. Because if you want it, yeah. I'm going to give it to you. But there are going to be some things where you're going to be starting to question how much you actually wanted that. You know what I'm saying?
0: It's like a genie almost. Like you wish for something and then you, you know, they fuck you over one way or another.
1: Right, right. Unless you're Aladdin so some, and you get your genie to get you out of a cave without even making a wish, which is fucking brilliant.
0: R.I.P. Robin Williams, though, for real.
1: Oh, yeah. R.I.P. He
0: was great. Anyway, so some cool sounding tracks from this record. One, Crossroad Blues, Hellhound on My Trail, Preaching Blues, Up Jump the Devil, and Me and the Devil Blues. I mean, with little known about Johnson's life until after his death, uh, it did lead to a lot of legend. And uh, one of the more known being that, yeah, he sold his soul. I
1: mean, a lot of songwriters, I mean, they get their... They're writing inspiration from life experiences. So if you've got a guy that writes so many tunes about this, it's like, dude, I wonder if he had these Did you um, actually do it? Not yeah, and like I said, I I don't believe in it, but it makes you wonder for sure. Yeah, like, definitely. Man, like yeah, like what if his encounters, you know?
0: So I'm gonna skip over all the other this little bullshit here and just get to like his death. So, unfortunately, Johnson died on August 16th, which is, oh, man, that's in six days.
1: Holy Damn. shit, dude. We we planned that on accident.
0: Yeah, that was not on purpose.
1: And he was young. So he died 27 August 16th, years old, 1938.
0: Man. Yeah, 27, uh, near Greenwood, Mississippi, of unknown causes. Uh, his death was not reported publicly. He merely disappeared from the historical record, and it was not until almost 30 years later when Gail Dean Wardlow a Mississippi-based musicologist research- researched Johnson's life, found his death certificate, which listed only the date and location, with no official cause of death. No autopsy was done because it was 1938, and to them, I mean, he was just a random black dude dead on the side of the road, so they were just like, didn't, you know, they didn't care. Right. But the majority of people believe he died of uh,
1: syphilis. <laughs> I don't, you know, it, and that's the thing, because... We're going to get into the altercation or the, uh, the interaction that he had in just a second, which makes way more... It makes just as much sense as the syphilis theory. Yes, there's a syphilis theory. Uh, for those of you who don't know, syphilis, uh, when untreated, it attacks the brain. It's a brain-eating disease, and you will die. Um, if you are familiar with Friedrich Nietzsche, he is a famous philosopher he died at a young age. I think if not by 30, he would, might have been a, a, a year or two younger than 30 years old, uh, just like our man right here. But it, untreated, syphilis does attack the brain. So realistically, it is logical, but you're about to describe this interaction that he had with a fan or a woman that he, that, that he uh, ran into it's at probably bit. a show. Yeah, yes. And this kind of interaction still exists in the 21st century, uh, which is, uh, it's such a shame. But those listening, you'll get it.
0: So several different accounts have described the events preceding his death. Johnson had been playing for a few weeks at a country dance in town about 15 uh, miles from Greenwood. According to one theory, Johnson was murdered by the jealous husband of a woman with whom he had flirted with. In an account by the blues musician Sonny Boy Williamson, Johnson had been flirting with a married woman at a dance, and she gave him a bottle of whiskey poisoned by her husband. When Johnson took the bottle, Williamson knocked it out of his hand, admonishing him to never drink from a bottle that he had not personally seen opened.
1: Which is the best advice that you can give to any friend, man, or woman. But he is a fuckhead, and he probably got to a stature where you don't disrespect me... By knocking a bottle out of my hand, so. And
0: that's exactly what he said. He said, don't ever knock a bottle out of my hand. Soon after, he was offered another poisoned bottle and accepted it. Johnson is reporting to have become feeling ill uh, the evening after and had to be helped back to his room in the early morning hours. Over the next three days, his condition steadily worsened. Witnesses reported that he died in a convulsive state and severe pain.
1: Which again, like I said before, I, I I don't I'd have to research it. I'm not. I don't have a medical background. I don't know the long term side effects of syphilis attacking the brain. But yeah, I don't. I mean, convulsive.
0: Convulsive.
1: I don't know, but a convulsive state of severe pain could either come from you being poisoned or you actually having syphilis. So
0: we'll never know the truth.
1: I mean, we could. We could but, just Google the side effects of both.
0: Ah no 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 whatever. We'll uh, okay. So. <laughs> So some good things that happened to Johnson. Unfortunately, they were after his death. In 1990, he was awarded a Grammy for Best Historical Album. In 1998, he was inducted into the Grammy Hall of Fame. The Rock and Roll Hall of Fame inducted four of Robert's songs in its 500 songs that shaped rock and roll. They were Sweet Home Chicago, Crossroad Blues, Hellhound on My Trail, and Love in Vain. On September 17, 1994, the U.S. Post Office issued a Robert Johnson 29-cent commemorative postage stamp which was the cost of postage stamp, so there was not an increased price on it. They just they weren't trying to make a buck. Uh, in 1991, Johnson won the Blues Foundation Award for a vintage or reissued album. In 1980, he was inducted into the Blues Hall of Fame. In 1986, he was inducted into the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. In 2000, he was inducted into the Mississippi Musicians Hall of Fame and in 2006 won the Grammy Lifetime Achievement Award, which was accepted by his son, Claude Johnson.
1: So dope. And, you know, that's that's one thing that... Well, as far as, like, him not being able to be alive during all of this recognition, but most of his family members weren't either because it was the early 1930s, 1940s. He But his son was there, which is nice. Luckily, he had offspring that was able to live long enough to see this... Extremely momentous time for his yeah, father, Grif- like
0: Grammy Lifetime wh- wh- Achievement. Whether not,
1: whether or not he sold his soul to the devil to do this, he was a black man in the early 1900s that got all of this well-deserved recognition for this extremely incredible talent that he had, man.
0: Absolutely, dude. Hats off to Robert Johnson, and hail Satan for Robert, hail Robert Johnson.
1: How about that? <laughs> and those of uh, you that do listen to this, you'll notice that. Uh, I do not say hell Satan because I don't believe in the others. I do. Uh, but I, I, uh, yeah, I, I you know.
0: Anyways, well, we could do a whole another episode on Satanism. Maybe we will one
1: day. We've already done that. Uh, no one cared for it. Yeah, that's a good point. You
0: have. To yeah, we'll never, we do never, that we
1: we never do it again. It'll well. never, we will never, no, no, we will never do it again. <laughs> you didn't appreciate it. It's done. It's shelved.
0: So if you want to hear about Satanism and you're a new fan, you never hear about it. Again. You should go you should do listen to yeah, Go that. listen
1: to another podcast.
0: Well, I mean, you know, keep listening to us though. Like you can keep two people on your playlist. Yeah, so I
1: mean, you can you can yeah, you can follow whoever.
0: Yeah, I mean, it's not a big deal. Anyway, <laughs> that's Robert Johnson. Uh, <laughs> this episode was super fun. Uh, I'm, I've been wanting to talk about him for a while. And I feel like I say that about everything we research, but that's mostly because I do the research and then like Three or four months later, we finally actually do the episode because other shit comes up that we want to cover
1: Well, you know, and those of you that have never listened to a single blues record or song before this episode, do yourself a favor. This shit's dope. Like, I, you know, I grew up on everything from TLC to, you know, to live crew. I, I listened to a large array of different types of music, and the blues is something that you can... Not only is it good shit, but it's something that if you're ever at a barbecue or a house party and you want to please most of the people, if not all the people at the party with your playlist, you cannot go wrong with the blues, man.
0: But probably not Robert Johnson because it's very grainy and like kind of shitty sounding. Well, I I,
1: I mean, try to find a remastered version of it. (laughs)
0: Yeah, or something like that. Yeah. anyway you can follow me on Instagram at how the dad's chill you can follow Johnny at Johnny2jokes you can follow the show at the Chilling Truth Podcast uh, please go leave us a review on iTunes rate and review on iTunes actually it helps us out tremendously let us know we Stop. want
1: to know how we're doing man I, I feel good about the the more recent episodes but I want to hear it from anybody that takes time out of their shitty ass day with all this corona and shit to listen to us uh, and let us know what you're thinking how you feel what we could do what we're not doing what, we, what, what you want us to do what we are doing whatever just feedback is cool uh, man
0: also shout out Steph thank you for your feedback Steph
1: that's my girl yeah thank you so much because yeah we definitely we definitely take anything that our listeners say and we 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 try to build on it as much as we can so yeah yeah
0: exactly so uh thank you guys for listening and we will catch you on the flippity flip Later.
1: later